Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, we are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It is your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. Uh, you guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button, subscribe, 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 right? And then, you know, if you like it, hit the like button. If you dislike it, hit the dislike button. You know, uh, we are out here. Make sure you guys, if you leave a comment too, like it. If you like it, leave a comment. Or if you dislike it, leave a comment as well. And then, and then we got a special guest for the review episode because uh, BD Williams, he's on paternity leave. So you guys reach out to uh, BD on Twitter and co- uh, congratulate him. Uh, he had a, a, a nice little baby. I can't remember if it was a boy or a girl, but uh, he did have a baby <laughs> yesterday. So I he did have a baby. It is confirmed. It is, it, a, baby. It is a baby, right? It's a human. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so go look, uh, congratulate uh, BD on that. He's on paternity leave. Uh, make sure, you know, he's probably still in the hospital right now, actually. Uh, so excited for him. So we got uh, Matt Holder. He's going to be uh, breaking down defense this week. M Holder 95. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and then follow me on Twitter at the Mark John nfl right so matt how did you feel about this game after reviewing it uh the film and looking back and seeing everything that happened uh yeah i mean it's kind of a lot what we talked about on the instant reaction show i mean i thought coverage coverage wise raiders did pretty well i mean i was even going back and watching um there was one clip that like stood out where like uh, i think it was hobbs got called for the pi mm-hmm. and even that was like kind of like he was in perfect position he actually only just stumbled and kind of made it look worse than it really was and Pass rush wise, I thought the Raiders did play well. Obviously, Yannick had the two sacks and felt like they were getting pressure most of the time. The problem was what we'll go over and what I kind of wanted to do touch on was taking on double teams is a is a struggle right now. And the the Giants are able to have a lot of success with duo. And I get I got to give the Giants defense or the Giants coaching staff a lot of credit. Uh, I'll go over this too, but they did a lot of adjustments that kind of kept the Raiders on their toes. That uh, had a lot of counter punches that I was not expecting. Okay. Yeah, because that, that is super interesting, and it's even more interesting because they're facing another duo team this week, which is the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs uh, yeah. run a lot of duo, so, um, I mean, that they just don't run the ball, so we just, we just hope yeah. they, don't, they don't get into that game where they're going to try to be control football like, the, like the, the Giants tried to. The Giants really went into a ball control type of game where Definitely. they were just kind of just trying to make sure that they keep the Raiders' offense off the field. Right. Um, that was kind of their whole game plan. And we're going right. to football, throw short, not try to, you know, get try, not try to make mistakes because we think our defense can probably control them, which they did. I, I wouldn't say they control them. It's hard for me to say because it was like most frustrating tape I've watched in a minute um, to watch that offense, because like especially like in the second half, um, they kind of just moved the ball at will. On second half, I think at one time they got down the field in like four plays, right? And they're yeah. like four dump offs to Kenyon Drake, and he just went like thirty <laughs> yards every single time because that's what the Giants were doing. They're like they're backing up, they're trying to stop the Raiders' explosive plays, 
And, you know, they, since they're playing those too high or then, you know, or switch it up into some cover threes and giving all different types of looks, you know, especially after Derek Carr to that pick six, they got, they got really um, to the point where they're just going to like, we're just going to move the football. We're not going to try to, you know, get some that many explosive plays right now. And they were able to keep moving the football, but then they get to the red zone and then, guy would miss a block and then and then he's you know they're missing somebody yeah. there's you know or, or then another guy misses a block or forgets to block somebody and then he's throwing it out of the end zone um and or nobody's open or they stop running the ball like it, it, it was just they, they got there and they just got weird i don't know what happened i just hope they get back to what they're doing the previous two weeks when they got there because i still think they could, this team can move the football on anybody and i think yeah. they proved that last week and you know, Kenyon Drake looked really good. Um, you know, if these teams are going to try to stop the deep ball at the Raiders, he's going to he's going to eat in this offense until teams try to come up and try to stop him. And uh, you know, Sean Jackson's going to help too. But it was just the, it was the red zone this week. I mean, it's basically what all it was. But I, yeah, I, I, I'm I don't think that it was uh, something I'm going to freak out about with the red zone. I just think they're a good secondary. Raiders have a little bit of trouble separating, and then when they did separate, I mean, Carr missed. And then the other time they did separate, they scored a touchdown. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so uh, – and they didn't run the football down there at all, man. They, uh, the, the, yeah. the Raiders passed 12 times in the red zone. I think they ran the ball four times, right? Yeah, that's not the that's, ratio that, you want. That's, that's not the ratio you want. Especially with how they were running the ball too. Like they, like they had success on the ground, and we talked about it too. It's like – and then they just got away from it. I mean, I felt like they had like one or two negative runs, and then they just stopped. In the yeah. red zone. They just stopped running the ball. Yeah, it was weird. And then, I mean, you, you get to that point running the football and, you know, having those short passes, you figure that they would they would uh, keep doing it. But then they would they would add a screen. Right. They try, try to do a quick screen or like a pop pass or Renfro or quick screen to Kenyon Drake. Is it just get playing a little bit of bully ball down there, which they should have, which I yeah. believe would have helped them score more touchdowns down there. But, gotcha. you know, anyways, uh Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into mine. Let's go ahead and get into a little bit of uh, this offense. I'm going to talk about Hunter Renfro, and then I'm going to get in-depth to the Andre James because I know there's a little buzz around his PFF grades the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, we'll get into him and how that looks. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's get it. Maybe I should pull it up first. <laughs> Hunter Renfro route running improvement. So I want to talk about Hunter Renfro's route running because, I mean, it, it just it, it caught me off guard a little bit in this game. Um and, you know, I talked about last year about him be, being able to beat different coverages and being able to be off coverage. Um, and he's just, just developed as a route runner. I really feel like he's he's become more of that, like that kind of wiggle guy that you really don't know what he's going to do. But when you do, when he wins, he wins. So you see it right here, like the fake right there. Like the, he just, the sell, the eyes, everything. That just sells that stop route, that out route. And gives him that separation. And then he's able to track the football. You'll see it from the backside. He's able to track the football here. I remember watching this play live, being stoked. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just nasty, right? And Willie Mays drill. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Willie Mays, right? And, and then, then you see him, uh, you know, one on one. This is James Bradbury, one of the best corners in the league. Wretch sells a slant, right? Then has the physicality to get back outside. That dude's like five nine, one seventy, man, right? So it's just toughness, right? And but you got do kind of notice, you know, Derek Carr has to kind of wait for him to run his route to get to get that ball out, right? I mean, that's kind of a thing that you're going to kind of see with Hunter Renfro, but you need him to, at this point, in my opinion, he just got to do his thing. I'm not going to be trying to get on him anymore about anything, about any of his route running. Just do your thing, Hunter. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> being honest, after watching this. So, I mean, check this one out. I mean, he's not even the target here. You know, Derek Carr wants Brian Evers on the other side, but look at Hunter Renfro. Look, he sells it. 
right? He's running a corner route. Look, 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 look at the separation he gets right there. Just sells it against the press. Immediate separation, right? Right. He ends up hurting himself. That would have been probably bad if they ended up getting that target. But that was a play he got hurt on. But you, you see the separation that he has and he can create um, down there. Right. And then, um, you know, he's with the yak, too. You know, you, you know, you, can, you see him with the yak. And what he can do with that, you know, they, that's what they did the pop pass to talk about this little, too, it was a little too cute. I mean, you'd rather see uh, Josh Jacobs run down here, but you, you understand it because you know how much, how many missed tackles he's forced this year. He's forced a ton, right? So, I mean, that that's kind of what his game has been, but you, when they get him the ball down here, right, you, they got him on the pop pass, they're probably expecting him to make some plays and get some good blocking, but you know, you know how that goes, right? <laughs> and you, you see it, you see it here one more time, right? And this is just a choice route. And then, you know, puts a little extra, you know, puts a little jab, extra jab step into it, right? But you, you also see, like, when Derek Carr is reading what he's doing, it also, it, the ball also come, comes out a little late, right? And when you have an improvising route runner, which I believe Hunter Renfro is at this point, and like I said, uh, I think they have a, a good enough connection where they can make up for it at most times. But, you know, it's, it's not always going to be an anticipation throw, Right. And that's going to come up to this next play that I'm going to show, which is the interception. So we got the we got the the Giants are sending a blitz. They're going to do you know, they look like they're in too high. They're going to switch to Xavier McKinney guarding him. Right. So, you know, Hunter Renfro, he's doing his little thing. He jumps up in the air. Right. And then you come back to Derek Carr. Right. Derek Carr's late with the football. And then, of course, he just throws a terrible throw blatant inside. It's pick six. Right. So, yeah, you want Renfro to be able to do his thing. But sometimes it's not going to work out because if Derek Carr misses and he's late, you know, it's not going to end up good, right? But then you see there's a little adjustment. We got the same same play right here. The narrators make a nice little adjustment, and they're able to work it out. So, you know, that's why I say they have a good connection where they're able to figure things out, even with, you know, uh, Hunter Renfro kind of being a little improvisational, you know, with his route running. Mm -hmm. But bro, it, you can't. I don't, don't stop, Hunter. Don't, don't listen to me. Don't <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. All right, so we got Andre James, right? Uh, Andre James is getting a little buzz. I, I would say this is his best run blocking I've seen from him, right? But you still see the high pad level a little bit here. Pad levels is way too high. He's not getting a lot of push, but he got enough push there, right? And you see him again on this one. Right? His pad level is still a little high. Gets enough push. Then he's on the ground again, right? But it's just enough, right? He did enough, got enough push. I think he's better moving laterally. You see, these are all mid-zone right, runs, right? He's better moving uh laterally than than vertically and uh, uh blocking vertically right so you're seeing him move laterally he's having some better blocks but he's still the pad level and things like that are still a little high see it one more time his pad level is high but you know 98 he still ever get a push got a pancake we got andre james pancake <laughs> guys this week right but you, you see that moving uh laterally He's a better blocker, more zone, mid zone, right? You know, Josh Jacobs able to see the cutback and make a, a cutback block off of that. Mid zone, outside zone, Andre James, he's he's fine, right? He's fine there. It's just when we get to the inside zone, right? We see inside zone. He's trying to get some push, high pad level, easy shed, about two yards, right? That's a defensive stop, right? Because he's not able to, uh, you know, with that high pad level. I mean, his hands aren't bad. I mean, his hands aren't bad. It's just when you have high pad level and you don't have the strength. You're going to get shoved around, especially trying to move vertically. And you see it one more time on the power run here. So this is one back power, right? He's got to get some vertical, uh, you know, 
Leonard Williams goes right by him, but Josh Jacobs is able to make a good play and get about six yards. And you see it one more time here, right? And it, when you're going against Leonard Williams, you got high pad level, it's not going to work. Yeah. So laterally, he's fine. Vertically, he's still the same guy. And then you see in, in pass protection, he, he only had like two instances where there's somebody over him that rushed him. One of these, I mean, Derek Carr got the ball out real quick, but he ends up kind of losing there and gets help from John Simpson, which then he doesn't help John Simpson on this one, which just bothers me. It's like, uh, uh, block somebody, Andre. Like, what are you doing? Block somebody. There's Leonard Williams, right? And then ends up getting pressure. Derek Carr forces, throws it out of bounds because he's under pressure, right? So I thought Andre James had his best game as a run blocker, but you still see the limitations there and how like in different run games, like he's a different, he's a different, he's a different offensive lineman. And, uh, but I still think he's getting better. I'll give him that. He's getting better. He is. Um, he's developing a little bit. I still think he has limitations. I mean, could he develop into an average NFL center? I mean, it seems that way, right? I think that's probably basically what he is right now. I think he's been playing well against some teams that haven't been trying to, I would say, like, attack him uh, pretty gotcha. much. Right? I think people are trying to attack Alex Leatherwood. They still think Alex Leatherwood is the, the weakest yeah. So people, you know, uh, they're, they're doing like a lot of, you know, a lot of three technique alignments. They're not really having somebody go after um, Andre James at this point. So he's doing more help. He's not really, he might, he's picking up stunts and stuff really well, but uh, you know, there's, there's not much of just coming right at him. And then they're doing a lot more lateral stuff um, this past game, not as much inside zone. I mean, if they do do inside zone, it's more split zone. So there's more, a little bit more of a, a lateral movement on that one. So um the, you know, the running game is just a lot better. Just being called better, in my opinion. It's more, more yeah, than what you're doing. But go ahead, man. I was just going to ask you, uh, if I remember watching uh, from one of your episodes before, is like the emphasis on mid and wide zone been, been definitely improved since uh, or increased since Olsen's taken over? Yeah, for sure. A lot of yeah. uh, a lot of the, the mid zone, uh, wide zone, um, those the, the outside zone type of looks, and that's why you're seeing Jacobs run a whole lot better. Um, right James looks a whole lot better especially running the mid zone i think they kind of found his groove with that because he's able to he's able to read it and he's able to you know he likes to bounce he's not really he's not he's, yeah. not, he's not a he's not a power back you know i, yeah. I think he he runs people over like when he gets to check downs and stuff like that and people get like oh my god he's gonna run people over but when he's actually running with the football in between the tackles he's like he tries to be like a finesse barry sanders guy all the time yeah. he does this is like you know run behind his pads without the power that he has in his legs so that i like to see so i think running the mid zone and the outside zone where he can just kind of you know read and do his jump cuts and stuff like that it's a better fit for him all around though but. and i was curious when you're talking about hunter renfro is it like is the, one of the bigger problems like they're running a lot of choice routes and is that part of it where like maybe him and Derek Carr, like he like you're talking about where Derek's just not not 100 sure where he's going to be and on that pick they make the adjustment of curling it up instead of taking the out is that kind of been a common theme throughout the year yeah exactly like i th i think sometimes when they when you know renfro can get too into it i think you know especially early on when they i mean like leatherwood's back there i mean next thing you know he has <laughs> somebody on his lap yeah that's trying to right tackle right and he didn't have time to, to adjust and like the chargers game was a big one where you know at that last play when the, you know that you know he went viral whenever you know hunter renfro was doing a, little, a lot of shit here bacon right and mm -hmm. then car is getting sacked so yeah, there's there's a little bit to that, but I mean, at this point, to me, I mean, if he's winning, though, I mean, he he's, beating, yeah. he's beating James Bradbury one on one. I mean, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna get mad about that? Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's always like towing the line of like 
well, how much do I coach this guy? You know what I mean? Like, like, as like, if you're a coach, it's like, how much do I do my job with this guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you know what I, mean? I saw him do a Bradbury like that was okay. I'm leaving you alone. Go ahead and do your thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to bother you anymore. But that, I think that goes back to the red zone too. Like if he could separate like that, maybe, maybe we should do more things with him, you know, in the red yeah. zone. And be know, interesting. He had that touchdown and he was able to work one-on-one and get open. It gets a really good corner. I yeah. think that should be part of it going into it. And I know he's small and it's maybe he can't do like the fades and stuff like that, but if he can do jerk routes and he can create, yeah, if he can get open that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, if they can do like misdirections and stuff like that with him, you know, I'll see what happens. Well, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Any other thoughts? I mean, offensive thoughts that you had or anything or. Um, not really. I mean, I was curious kind of like, uh, if you notice the difference between car between the twenties and then in the red zone, if he was doing anything differently or anything like uh, that, he'd been doing differently in the past. I, I, I will say this. I, I will say a car, the red zone. I just think sometimes um, he can go through his reads too fast. Gotcha. That he gets, he is his, uh, his reads and his eyes move, move faster in the red zone. Um, like, I mean, there's some plays where like, you know, the, the, the play to Darren Waller, I mean, you can make the case that if he just holds Logan Ryan and then, you know, tries to hit Edwards in the back of the end zone, um, you know, I make the case. I don't know if Edwards is going to come down with it. That's a tough catch. But, I mean, he was coming at that angle where if, you, you know, you throw it to the back of the end zone, I mean, Logan Ryan probably maybe could jump and touch it, but you also could maybe get a great play where, like, you know, Edwards is getting his feet down or something like that, right? And you make a play. But, you know, the smarter decision was to go to Waller, right? But I mean, and, and then there's the, the a play to Waller too on uh, the second. Not the, the, not the I think I don't know. I don't know. They get the red zone the whole game, so I don't know. I think it was the fourth <laughs> one. Um, and you know, he wants Waller on a quick post, right? And they run the same play again on the last play. And he ends up fumbling because the same thing happens. I, that was frustrating too. But they they run they ran the same play, but on the first time they ran it, you know, Darren Waller is a quick slant, and then the safety comes up right and kind of blocks it. But I still think, I mean, you're in the red zone. I think Derek Carr could have held it and kind of threw it to the back of the end zone. Um, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it's things like gotcha. that, right? So, so yeah, it's the right thing. Like you're playing quarterback, you see a guy come, you come off it, right? Like that's that's the right thing. But like, I think you just got to be a little bit more of a playmaker down there right gotcha. I, th- I, th- I think this is what yeah. it is you get like he gets too quarterbacky like th- there's times where he's not inside the 20s when i want him to get quarterback you know get quarterback guy but like down there i think you can't get too much into okay boom 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 read 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 right you gotta gotcha make yeah. a little bit more plays i guess for sure that's my well awesome man yeah should we get move on to the defense side yeah let's, let's go to the defense man let's do that well awesome man so uh obviously bd you know he's kind of the uh the coverage guy, the DV master. I, it's not my specialty. I figured rather than try and replace him and uh, try and do what BD does, I figured I'd stick with my specialty, which is defensive line play. And I think it's a pretty uh, pretty fitting uh, for this week because the biggest problem on the Raiders had defensively was stopping the run. So, but anyway, so what we're going to go over was kind of the, the Giants attack with duo and how they kind of um, – Got the Raiders. That was definitely one of the biggest things that the Raiders struggled to stop was this duo look. And the, I got to give the Giants credit. We'll go over it a lot um, uh, in the in our study here. But uh, the Giants gave the Raiders a ton of different looks, ton of different counters. Raiders started countering, and uh, Raiders um, had some success with their counters. But obviously, the Giants ended up um, figuring it out at towards the end of the game. But this first play here. This is going to be on my first drive, and it kind of speaks to what we were talking about the other day too, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Where the uh, 
the defensive line, part of their problem is they're getting a little bit too much penetration in some spots, partially because they're playing the pass first. And we're going to see that here. Uh, biggest players I want you guys to watch are going to be this 77 here, Quentin Jefferson, and then Max Crosby here. So, like I said, the Giants are going to run duo out of this. And the Raiders do a pretty good job of picking it up. If you notice Max Crosby, he's dominating his block right here. He's kind of putting 79 on skates right here. And that's great. But part of the problem is he's not getting in on inside leverage or on an edge. He's still kind of walled up, washed up. See how you can kind of barely see him in there in that corner right there. And then the other problem is if we watch Quentin Jefferson, he's going to end up getting pushed back. I'll let this run a little bit. About what, three, four yards down the field. And so with Crosby pushing his man vertically, and then Jefferson getting pushed back the other way vertically. Now Devontae, or excuse me, Devontae Booker, almost called him Devontae Adams, um, has all this space to hit this cutback lane on the other side. So luckily what happens on this play is KJ Wright's going to get off his block, but I'm going to back this up a little bit. Now let's just say for a second, KJ Wright does not get off his block here. That's going to be a big run right there, which thank God that happens. But that kind of speaks to what we were talking about the other day with Again, Raiders defensive line, they're playing the pass. They're getting up the field, which is great. They're dominating this block. Max Crosby does his job, but it's just not quite 100% there. And because of uh, Quentin Jefferson, which is going to be a common theme we'll see here on this next clip, um, you know, ends up being a, a eight, seven-yard play for the uh, for the uh, Giants and easy money. All right. And I wanted to show this one, too, because, again, it's going to be another example of kind of how Quentin um, struggles to take on double teams. And this one is going to be a different look. Obviously, the uh, the Giants are going to be in a bone formation here. And what the Raiders do to adjust to it is they're going to bring nine guys in the box. We've got our four linebackers, four down linemen. And like uh, Brandon faces here over down uh, since there's no receiver threat. And the other thing is the Giants are going to have this other extra lineman in at tight end. Obviously, a pretty good tell that it's going to be a run. And again, we're going to see everyone on the Raiders defense do a pretty good job here. I mean, we got Max Crosby coming inside on 79, forcing that, uh, forcing the running back to balance, taking away that inside lane. Um, KJ Wright does a good job as the fourth player on this lead blocker here at number 39, forced that back inside. You see, he produces that gap. And then we got Denzel Perryman coming over on the other side to take on that other lead blocker. And this really should be a negative play. And we'll see Jonathan Abrams squirt through on the backside. This really should be a TFL or even a tackle for no gain. But the problem is, we'll see again right here, our three technique is getting demolished on this double team. And that gives a little bit more room. And that ends up turning into what? Four or five yard game for the, for the, uh, for the Giants. Not the end of the world. We'll live with that. Gus Bradley's defense will live with taking four or five yard gains on the ground but it does lead to a third and one, which is gonna come up big on this next play. All right, again, Giants got seven yards on what should have been a uh, third on, what should have been a tackle for loss on this last play, which leads to a third and one. Now, like I said before, the Giants, or the Raiders did a pretty good job of, you know, in that reduced formation, being able to shorten the field a little bit on the, on the, uh, on the Giants, plug up all their gaps. So what the Giants do to respond is they're gonna go in basically 13 personnel and basically run a goal line offense out there and kind of spread them out right force these linebackers a little bit wider um and then they're just going to run duo off of it and again max crosby again beats his block here on the back side we get a pretty good job on the back side double team about well that's about what you're looking for from a double team nice stalemate here I believe that's hankins yep hankins on hernandez and billy price problem is over here we're going to have the double team again quentin jefferson 
going to get washed out of his gap all the way to basically, I mean, this is the center right here. This was the guard. And now he's back in the linebacker. So he's washed out of the play. And then the other problem here is Yannick's actually going to do a pretty good job initially against this tight end number 82 here. He's going to reset him in the backfield. But it's kind of the same thing we saw with Max Crosby on that other play. He's still no extension, fighting head to head, hat on a hat. That's kind of what you want offensively, especially if this is a tight end versus a defensive lineman, not on an edge. And so he's going to lose gap contain. And then Booker goes off for another 20 yard game, ends up setting up the Giants touchdown um, on that one, what, a couple plays later to Jonathan Abram on, the, on that goal line. All right. So now I know what you're thinking probably at this point, probably thinking, well, if Quentin Jefferson's not getting it done, maybe we pull it, put in Solomon Thomas, see what he can do. He was a better run defender out in San Francisco. Well, here we're going to see Sol Solomon Thomas again in this three technique on the over front from the Raiders. Giants are going to run duo again. Let's see here. And this time Solomon Thomas actually picks Corey Littleton. And again, on started out about the middle of the NFL logo, finishes on the hash next to the center. And then the other part of this too is uh, we watched Jonathan Abram. This was probably Jonathan Abram's worst game of the season. I don't know why he he adjusts to this motion. If you notice this motion, strength hasn't changed. Tight end still over here. And the other thing too is watch Corey Littleton and uh, Denzel Perryman. All they do is step forward. So all they're doing really now is saying, okay, we're pretty sure it's run right now. We'll play a little closer line of scrimmage. And I don't know why Jonathan Abrams still has plenty of time to get over into that B gap. I mean, Leonard Hank, or excuse me, Jonathan Hankins, that's a, that's a big ass to miss in the A gap. Yeah. This A gap is filled. No one's in the B gap and boom, it's another 30 yard run. I, wow. This, this was, this was honestly, it was hard, hard to watch Jonathan Abrams because he's a guy that I've been rooting for hard this year. I think a lot of Raider fans are rooting for hard this year, but this was his worst game. And that was going back to last year where it's like, Dude, you, you got to know where you fit in on the run fit. I mean, yeah. again, motion screws with them. And it, it, that's something, again, I guess the Chiefs, like we were talking about, Chiefs love motion, Chiefs love running duo. Mm -hmm. John Maven's going to be in the box. He's got to stay home in that backside B gap. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to get into a little bit to what the Raiders started to do to adjust to get to the, to get those, um, to avoid basically having those double teams against duo. If you notice before they were in over front, now they're in the, in the under front over here with the, Solomon Thomas on the, playing on the three technique on the weak side. Jonathan Hankins playing a two-eye technique over on the strong side. And what that's going to do is that's going to force the double team over to Cleveland Farrell over here. And then this double team is basically negated because Solomon Thomas is already lined up where the center wants him to go. I mean, center's gonna, you're going to see the center step weak with like he's supposed to on duo and go for the double team, but it doesn't matter because the Raiders are already in that. And the other thing I love about this or what, what they did, this little wrinkle, is this sets up the one-on-one -on -one block for Jonathan Hankins, the Raiders' best run defender, or at least best run defending defensive lineman, one-on-one -on -one with the guard. If you notice here, Hankins is able to blow that up. What that does is this just cuts the field in half. Jonathan Hankins just putting the team on his back and saying, guys, I got the run. You guys over here on the left, Corey Littleton, Carl Nassib, uh, Solomon Thomas, you guys don't even have to worry about anything. And basically takes away any sort of cutback running. And the other thing about it, he blows this block up so bad that Devontae Booker has to kind of sidestep his own offensive lineman, slows him up a little bit. That allows Carl Nassib to come in on the backside. Now, we don't get a great effort from Cleveland Farrell here on the double team, kind of disappointed in Cleveland. 
not the worst thing in the world, but um, at the end of the day, you can't still can't be losing losing about two yards down the field. And then again, kind of a common theme. This was also probably Denzel Perryman's worst game, at least against the run. I think actually, if you go look at his PFF grade, surprisingly, he was uh, had a higher grade in coverage and played better in coverage than he did against the run, which has been yeah, the opposite what we've seen. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. I mean. Cleveland Farrell, yeah, he's not doing a great job against this double team. He has the B gap. Uh, KJ Wright has the C gap. Um, uh, we got Hayward here on the outside as the alley player in case it bounces. Denzel Perryman needs to play this way more aggressively and get his ass right here in the A gap, which is exactly where Booker runs. And again, instead of being a, a no gain, a tackle for loss, it ends up being a chunk play for the for the Giants. Not the end of the world, but something that's some, that's going to be have to get fixed moving forward. Yeah. All right. So again, we're going to see this under front this time with Quentin Jefferson over at the three technique. Oh yeah, this was beautiful. Darius Phylon over here on this two eye technique. So we'll play this. The biggest difference right here is going to be watch Max Crosby taking on this double team versus the other, what, three or four examples we've seen before. Yeah. Stalemate. Stalemate. This is defending duo to a T and that's about as best as you can. The other person watched Darius Phylon this time center again he's going to step weak like he should on duo but again it doesn't matter because uh quentin jefferson's basically already where he should be and then phylon gets the one-on-one block again cut field in half these three dudes they don't even have to worry about anything yannick and gakwe he can go get up the field he can go rush the passer Corey littleton he can sit back make sure it's not a pass and then this time biggest difference is now we see denzel perryman he attacks he goes in this a gap forces the bounce brandon face center right there two-yard game. Perfect. You can't defend duo much better than that. That's what yeah. you're looking for right there. What the Giants did before, so the Raiders, we can see, are still in that under front. Again, trying to get this one-on-one block with Jonathan Hankins um, on this guard so that he can cut the field in half. But what the Giants did, what I give them a lot of credit, is they said, like I keep talking about, this guy's already where they want him to be. This defensive tackle's already widened out. They've already kind of created this natural gap, especially if no one's going to come fill this A gap uh, or a linebacker is. So what they started to do is they're going to have the center work strong and that basically cut John Hankins momentum off. As you can see, it's a lot different. Now, if I'm the Giants running back coach, I'm screaming at Devontae, uh, Devontae Booker for this one. Cause this to me is a clear, like, dude, just cut back a, that'd be a hard play for John Hankins to make. I mean, that's not even his gap. That's Corey Littleton's gap. But, um, even so we're going to see Carl Nassib. He's going to take on the double team. Unfortunately, not like Crosby again, not the end of the world, but, not a very good rep mm. it ends up being a i mean actually we'll see our our subject earlier quentin jefferson in there getting in there and mixing in getting on the play so we at least know we can get off the single blocks but another another wrinkle that started giving the raiders a little bit more trouble yes this one was getting towards the end of the game i think this was the uh the giants last scoring drive where they're kind of bleeding the clock raiders um we're down four at this point and what we're going to see on this play or excuse me on this one uh what the Raiders started to do to combat that um, the center working strong on the duo is they started slanting to the strength to into the offensive line. Gus Bradley was basically saying we're gonna throw off the these angles so that we can kind of beat this um, beat the duo look, which unfortunately I didn't grab a clip of. Probably should have, but uh, mistake on my part. But then with the the uh, the Giants did to kind of counteract that is they got in the same look, the same you know two tight end, uh, single wing look that they've been killing the Raiders on a duo all day. So what does Gus Bradley do? It's like, well, my they started double teaming my one technique instead of my three technique. So my counter to that was to start slanting and that started working. 
So what I got to do when they get in this look is we got to go go auto slant, slant strong. Well, again, credit to the Giants. What they're going to do is they're actually going to run an inside zone read op, have these two tight ends arc release to go block for Daniel Jones if he reads it. And then they're just going to leave Cleveland Farrell as the, the read man. And the Raiders just slant right into the way the Giants want to block this up. I mean, there's not really a dominating block. Sure, Jonathan Hankins is losing here on this double team again. But again, he's slanting this way. That makes it a lot easier for this guard to get around him, a lot easier for that tackle to get around him too on the scoop block. And then it ends up going for another 10-yard gain, puts the Giants in field goal position. And then the very next play, again, credit to the Giants, credit to their coaching staff for making the adjustment. Giants come back out just now, not in the gun, use that same uh, single wing just with the extra tight end or just the extra offensive lineman instead of a natural tight end. And they come back and they run duo again because – the Raiders aren't looking for it. Jonathan Hankins back in the one technique. He's thinking he's getting double teamed. Giants go back to the slanting week with their with their um, with their center. So Jonathan Hankins doesn't quite get probably a little tired at this point too. Doesn't quite get that same uh, dominating effort that we saw against Will Hernandez before. Carl Nassib again washed down on the double team. But the biggest problem here, Brandon Faison, unlike that play we saw before, misses the tackle. Now it's a chip shot, and that was basically the ball game for the Raiders. Yeah. All right, man. That was that was good. That was dope, bro. Very uh, I'm very in depth. Huh? Like I, I was expecting that. All that, that <laughs> depthness there, man. That was awesome. Um, Problem, man. Yeah, man. I, I thought I thought um, you definitely showed what's kind of the issue with you know the Raiders and why they yeah. they're just not getting any. You know, you know they're not getting the push, and the linebackers aren't feeling like they need to be, and all those issues with the run game. Um, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's tough because, you know, a lot of these teams don't run the football. I mean, I, I think I mean, the Bengals and the Cowboys, they run the football pretty well. So, I mean, the, there aren't duo teams, though, but they do run yeah. the ball pretty well. Um, you know, but, you know, they, they still those teams want to pass, too. Yeah. You know, and that is the good pass. news, too, is like like we were talking about at the beginning, like Raiders pass defense. I mean, that was one of probably one of their better games coverage wise. And I think they did, they did all right. I mean, it's not great against inside zone, but they've gotten a lot better. So mm-hmm. it was really the duos that, that uh, I noticed the most in those double teams. I mean, their defensive tackles right now, even Jonathan Hankins was getting beat a, a little bit on the doubles, but it's just, that's, what's killing them right now is they can't every play there's, you know, three offensive linemen going, getting like three yards down the field. So it's hard to play a, Hard to play linebacker when you got someone in your lap every play. Yeah, yeah, especially like the one where you know Corey Littleton, he, he gets backed up a little bit there. But uh, you know, Jonathan Abram, kind of, you know, you know, he was freelancing again, which yeah. like, he can't be trying to make a play. I mean, I know, I know they need they needed some plays to be made in that game. So, so, so let me let me ask you this: what, what do you think the Giants were doing on third down in that game to kind of because the Raiders were really good in third down like the whole season, and that was probably their worst game on third down all year. I think the biggest thing was they were getting in third and shorts, what we were talking about before. Like they were kind of getting in those like third and threes. And then they were doing a lot of what I was talking about, that one clip on that third and one where they got in those more 12 personnel looks that kind of spread the Raiders out and forced them to play downhill. Didn't let the linebackers kind of uh, scrape over the top and kind of let the defense make the defensive line right or let make the defensive line right, right, which is kind of what they are built to do. So that was, I think, the biggest thing is I feel like, the Raiders, or the, the Giants had a game plan of, of get to third and short, you know, kind of that the old adage of like yeah. run to, or 
you know, get, we'll get seven yards on first and second down and then go from there. Yeah. So that was kind of the biggest thing is that they were able to spread them, spread them out. And then they just dink and dunked them uh, throughout the game. Uh, and, and even when the, when the Raiders or when the Giants did try and drop back and pass, which was really more on like second down, second long was kind of their money down to go try and push the ball down the field. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders pass rush was able to get there. I mean, Yannick and Gakwe was, uh, had his big day and even some of their interior guys were able to get and get to Daniel Jones and at least put some pressure on him. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it was, it was, a, it was a good defensive performance that, you know, you kind of just wish it was more like a great one, you know, you wish yeah. it, was like, it ended up being a great one. Cause I mean, the offense needed a great performance and, and, and yeah. you, know, you know, even in the games where like they, they've played good defense, you know, like the chargers game and, you know, those games, I mean, they just haven't been, they haven't had a, a full on dominant game yet. You no, know, like not at all. To like three points or like, you know, holding the team under 10 points. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the next step that we want to see. I mean, I know they're 15th in points, which is a whole lot better than we have ever seen. Right. I mean, it's yeah. the better defense that we've ever seen. <laughs> right. I mean, so that's, yeah. that's the thing, like, you know, for so sure. The, the curve that we get excited for them, you know, is, is there, but you, you definitely wanted to see them, you know, once the Raiders, like, especially after the, 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 the pick six, and then they went back and they got a field goal and made it 17 and 16 on that third and eight, you definitely want, especially there's two on, I think on that drive, you wanted to see them get off the field so that yeah. they can get the ball back and, you know, not let them score at all anymore. Kind of yeah, that, you wanted to see, but like, I mean, it's better than before, I guess. So I guess it's kind of how you look, got to look at it. Yeah. It's definitely better than before. It's just, but it's just like we were talking about before, you know, the Raiders defense, they don't, they don't want to play from behind in the fourth quarter. They want to play with the lead. They want to, they want to, you know, they're built to force teams to throw. They're built to have an offense put up points. Yeah. Like we keep saying, and uh, you know, that's, in the, that's been the way they've stopped the run in the past and just uh, can't happen when you, when you start slow and can't score in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, I think it's going to be different this week. I, I kind yeah. of feel that way. I think, I think we kind of slept on the giants uh, secondary more than their defense. I mean, their defense is pretty, pretty legit. I mean, there wasn't a lot of stuff for Derek Carr to hit. Um, just, you know, he, he had, it was a lot of him going to second and third reads, which yeah, he, even though like you want to, um, you want a quarterback who's able to do that. You don't want your quarterback doing that like every down, like every time yeah. he's going back and, and, and then, you know, especially when he got like aggressive, I mean, the stupidest play was when he changed it, that with the pick he threw to Zay Jones, like he changed that play. He like gotcha. he saw a blitz and then he made some call. Like, why are you why are you making a call to Zay Jones? Like, why are you like what are you what are you doing? That's his boy, man. All the guys boy. <laughs> to all the guys. And it only looked better because James Bradbury, he doesn't fake out James Bradbury, but then Bradbury slips like after he starts to run with him, he slips late. And that's why gotcha. it looks like Zay Jones is even open when the ball is coming. He wasn't open at all. It was the dumbest decision I've ever seen Car make. Like it was, it was just bothered me because he like made the check to him. Like, let's get, we're gonna get this Zay. Like you're gonna get James yeah. Bradbury. Like, yeah, come on. Bro. Almost like a little. It almost kind of sounds like a little bit too much like hero ball a little bit because at that point like the Raiders were struggling all game. Down, it's just like, yeah, it's first yeah. down, 2016. First down. Yeah. Kenyon Drake's first wide down. open for a check down. Just wide open, just waiting for it. And he just wanted to. He... <laughs> yeah, let's go with sure. this game. Hey man, I mean everyone. Everyone wanted a car to be more aggressive, I guess, right? Yeah, but it's like, come on, right then though, man, you guys can't score. Yeah. You know, I, I guess yeah. it's just more like game situation. I mean, like we can't score, maybe we should just you know keep going and try to score instead of being, yeah. like, you know. Say, I mean, I mean, if it was like Michael Crabtree or somebody, I mean, it's A. Jones, so you know. 
I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you other than that's his boy, man. He loves Zay. Him and Zay are like, like, I, I feel like if Zay, he, I feel like if you could pick like one receiver in the Raiders on the Raiders roster for like Derek Carr to want to be the number one guy, like talent aside would be Zay Jones. Cause like, they're just always hanging out. They're always working out. Like yeah. they're out at the fields and doubling over when they're out in Oakland, taking videos out in Vegas together. That's just Zay surprisingly has his trust more than like anybody else that's left on the roster. Yeah, because that, that was half the except for maybe problem. Waller. That was half the yeah. red zone problem. Is that like some yeah. of those plays are like call for him, and like he couldn't get open at all. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then it's and then you know car the car's trying to get to other places and stuff. I'm like, bro, come on, what are we yeah. doing here? I, I, I guess it's kind of like you know because he, he really didn't make any plays besides that. Um, so I don't know. It was it was it was. I, that was the most frustrating part of that game. I'm, I'm going to do it on the Carfax, but that was the most frustrating part of the game for me is when he checked. He saw the blitz coming, which is great. Because <laughs> I think they're going to run the ball, right, Matt? They're going to run the oh, football. Oh, really? They're under center. They're about to run the football. He sees the blitz. He checks out of it. He looks at Zay Jones. Does this. And it just... <laughs> oh, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. But anyways. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just... One, I think it's a couple of things. I've never seen him really do that before. Gotcha. Like, that's like the first time I've ever, ever seen him. Like, and it's like, man, you had that much confidence. In him. <laughs> that was probably a, a signal they only have together. Right. That's not like a, a signal that he has with every other receiver. Yeah, just, could... That's a special signal. That's a special route. I've never seen him do anything like that to anybody else. <laughs> I, I've literally, I've been watching in this offense or like, you know, whatever, if you say it's Green's offense or like Greg Olson, any part of it, it's kind of the same thing. Right. I've never seen him like check out of something like a run call a double move and then try to throw a touchdown. Like no matter what, like Zay Jones is going to like make the play of the day. It was going to like jump <laughs> and like catch it and then run it for six. It was just, I mean, it was like, if it was like Odell Beckham, like, you know, that, that stuff makes more sense, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not a guy who's had 20 catches in three years. <laughs> all right. Any, all right. Any last thoughts, Matt? Uh, for your uh, no, man, I think I'm good, man. Appreciate you having me on us. Uh, no problem. That was that was awesome. I loved your breakdown, dude. Uh, breaking down that D line. I think the the fans are really gonna like that, man. It's really in depth. So um, I really like that. And then, you know, this week I'm probably gonna do an extra red zone breakdown this week, guys. I'm probably gonna do one tonight because I know that's like the big topic. Let's see everybody. You know, <laughs> they're 27th in red zone efficiency. So like, uh, yeah. So I know that's the topic of the week. You know, that's a, but, I mean, I, go ahead. I will, I will say, I was going to say, like, I was doing research or something else, but went for another article and they went from 17th to 27th in just the week. <laughs> like, that's kind of getting blown out of proportion a little bit. It's like, yeah, like, yes, they are 27th, but they dropped 10 spots because it was just abnormally bad this week. So, yeah. guys, yeah. statistics, regression to the mean, it'll come back up. They'll be like 10 for 10 this week or hopefully or, not or, or something like that. I mean, the, the, two, yeah. the two previous weeks, there are 67%. So, I mean, because but going into the Broncos game, they were 23rd. So, that there you go. I mean, they went down a lot from the previous two games, and then just I, I just I don't I don't know what happened because the previous two games, man, they just yeah. I mean, the Broncos game they passed in the red zone one time, they ran the ball five times and scored like three, scored two touchdowns. <laughs> I, I got I, I ain't got anything for you, but I don't know I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and even the Eagles game, the only reason they have more passes in the Eagles game is because the, the last drive before halftime, they got down there and they passed three times. Happens. Yeah. Right. And gotcha. then, but they, other than that, they just ran the ball in the red zone in that game. They have like four runs and two touchdowns. 
There you go. Well, so like that's what <laughs> hey, we learned that. they learned what not to do. Exactly. So hopefully they just get back to that and you know they get back to running that the the, and the ball down there. But all right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh make sure you like I said, f- follow us on Twitter and Holy95. I'm the Mark John NFL. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button, subscribe, 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 you know, go ahead. You know, I got the Carfax still coming on Friday. So check that out. You know, I, I know Rick Grimes is coming back. I know Rick Grimes, he's my car troll. Every time car has a bad game, Rick, Rick Grimes comes with his little Rick Grimes AVI. And he wants to let me know how bad car is. He's, I know he's back. He's coming back. Guys. He's been gone for two weeks. I know he's coming back. He's going to give me some vitriol. He's going to let me know. That car is terrible, and I don't know what I'm looking at, and Mariota should be playing. So excited <laughs> for him to come. And then, uh, so go ahead, check that out, guys, Friday. And then, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, check out, you know, Matt's uh, podcast, Holder's Handfuls. Go ahead, check that out. I think you got something dropping drop Friday. Get the injury report stuff going. Yep, so, uh, news on Friday, scouting, scouting report on uh, Wednesday. So yeah, when's yes. the scouting is out. Yeah, so you, you got the scouting with the Giants, yeah. right? Yep. Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. Arrowhead addicts um, <laughs> over there. Um, you know, probably making jokes behind my spat because they're Chiefs fans. But, you know, it's fine. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, guys. Whatever. But, I, <laughs> but yeah, make sure you check that out. Go ahead and check that out today. Um, you know, and, and download that. And make sure you guys check out all our podcasts and all everything on the Silver and Black Pride Network. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Peace.